Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Romance at a Glance. I'm your host, Bridget, and today with me is my co-host, Shani. Hi, Shani. Hi, Bridget. How you doing, girl? I am doing A-OK, my friend. And I uh, will let you in on a little secret, friends. Shani Nani was feeling a bit blue, but now I'm going to turn her day around by making her laugh during this review. So get ready, Shani. I'm ready. I need it. I'm ready. <laughs> Today we are talking about Four Weeks of Scandal by Megan Frampton, a historical romance in the fake dating trope, our last fake dating uh, book of fake dating trope season. Um, I'm here for it. I, this, uh, Megan, uh, Megan gave, me, gave me some stuff in this book. I was... I was uh... I was pleasantly surprised. You're pleased? You're pleased? I, I you know, pleased. I tried to throw in a few historicals this uh, trope season just for you, Shawnee. I appreciate you, Bridget. I appreciate you. Actually, I have a lot to talk about in this book. I was, uh... Oh, Bridge, I want to give a special, special shout out to Marta because she won our patrons only contest and she got to pick the book that I sent her um, and she picked Devilry by Marley Valentine and I'm very happy and excited to send that to you. Uh, Marta, you should have received that. If you haven't, let me know. Um, but I'm excited because we're going to be doing uh, more patrons only um contest so the, the pool is not very big so your chances of winning are so so high so that is like, so true you guys if you want to be a patron patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance we are explicitly awesome you cannot search for us on patron patreon excuse me you can also smash a link in any one of the bios or websites we got links all over the place you can find it and like shawnee said uh, we are a tight-knit group in our Patreon uh, community, and so if you want to win some fun free books that we're reading each season, you can head on into the contests and giveaways. And also, March, I'm very excited because her thing was, oh my god, I won? I never win anything! And I love that feeling when you win something and you like don't expect to win. It's the best. So, it's a, it's congratulations. Best Happy reading, my friend. Happy reading. Yes, and tell us what you think. Uh, we will be reviewing that book, so... Um curious as to how you feel about it yes well shawnee on that happy news uh, let's get this shit popping romance at a glance uh-huh romance at a glance what you saying romance at a glance go ahead girl like I said, friends, we are talking about Four Weeks of Scandal by Megan Frampton. It is not part of a series. Oh, actually, I think that's a lie because I, I looked on Amazon and it said it wasn't. But then I looked on Goodreads and it says that it's book number five of the Hazards of Dukes series, which makes sense. It is. So yeah. I'm going to go with Goodreads and it is book number five of the Hazards of Dukes series. Uh, obviously, all about Dukes. And it's historical romance, fake dating, fake fiance. I would love to hear a little bit about your narrator. How was the audiobook? Okay, so the audiobook, great. But also, this is a great narrator. I have followed this narrator for a very long time. She does a lot of historicals. Her name is Justine Eyre. She does a great job when she is doing the other gender. And so I. I love that about her. I love that she's able to convey, like she gets the sexy out of the guys. And I love, <laughs> I love that. I could listen to her read to just about anything. She has an accent, but it's not too thick where you can't understand what she's saying. Like when she does the British accent and uh, I would recommend, I and I'd recommend you follow Justine Eyre. 
So I actually really love the cover art because it's got that old school historical romance cover vibe. And when I was chatting with Megan, Shawnee, you weren't there for that interview, but she was talking about how she gets to help choose the actors, which is so fun. And she also gets to weigh in about whether she wants them on like a lounge couch or up against the wall or on a staircase, kind of like what color she's envisioning their clothes to be. Um, you can definitely check that interview out. It was awesome. Uh, I really enjoyed chatting with Megan. And I just thought that was fun that she got to have, because sometimes traditionally published authors don't really get a lot of say. And she definitely was like highly involved in her cover, which was cool. Yeah. I think this cover is classic. It's a classic yeah. historical cover. I do love a shirtless uh, dude. And I love an off the shoulder dress. Um, yeah. <laughs> would that dress be historically accurate i dare no but i don't care um I, I i think it's classic i know what i'm gonna get in it it doesn't feel like a closed door um which i didn't want it to be a closed door um so yeah i i support this cover and i and you know what i feel like the nostalgia of having a classic cover like i feel like years ago maybe this cover would have bored me i'd have been like oh this is something different but now i just want i want what feels like historical comfort the comfort yeah. um so i was yeah. okay with this i was okay with this cover totally yeah well, let me tell you guys a little bit about the old synops so this book um has kind of an original prop for a historical so our heroine is octavia and she is the co-owner of a gambling establishment in london and she wanted to make some improvements she got money from a money lender uh, and then it rained a bunch. So now the money lender is kind of after her <laughs> and her father dies who she hasn't seen in years. Um, and he was like a huge gambler. And at one point ga almost gambled her away. Um, but her sister was able to, uh, win her back in a game and she goes home to his house and who is there except for Gabriel. And he is shirtless in a pond, a very good start. I also loved her like inner voice which was like ooh, ooh, he's sure this is a pond <laughs> um anyways and he has a note from octavia's father saying that octavia's father lost the house to gabriel's before his death and she is sure that she will find evidence that her father actually won it back so that is the plot and the two of them decide that they'll spend a month fixing the house up together and they have to pretend to be engaged because Otherwise, there's no real explanation for two people in that time period to live in the same house together. Um, and yeah, that's the, that's the old synopsis. I, uh, I like the whole she sees him first shirtless in the pond. It's very Jane Austen. Uh, yeah. Cl classic, classic nod. Um, yeah. So, so it was a good start. It was a good start. I think that almost any book could start with you seeing someone, you know, shirtless in a pond, and I'd be like, you know what? I, I accept. On a funny side note, we have a very nice pond you can swim in, and I will never see my husband shirtless. He has not gone in that pond one time, Johnny. <laughs> I will tell you right now, I, you, you will also not see me. You will also not see me in this pond. I am excited that you have a pond. I love the idea of a pond. I will not put myself, my body into a pond. Like I, I know these <laughs> pond pools are, I watch so many pond pool, like renovation, uh, situations, yeah, yeah. ecosystem things on YouTube. Like, I love the idea. I'm from Florida. And so the idea of getting into like a body of water, that's not the ocean 
um, makes me feel like I'm going to get a flesh eating bacterial disease, no matter what, no, like no matter what. I know that, that this is a thing. I know the eco- ecosystem balances. My brain will is not going to let me. I might put my feet in there, you know, splash around with the kids. Yeah. But you will not see oh, my sure. whole body in said pond. <laughs> well, there is, there's multiple levels. Uh, so you can sit on the edge and then put your feet into the, the shallower part. You don't have to go in the deep end. Although the kids are going to beg you to swim with them every single day, but you don't have to. Totally. I'm just going to bring a super soaker with me. I decided, and I'm just going to spray them constantly. That is my, Oh my God. They will be so happy because I usually don't let them spray water at each other. Um, but they will be thrilled if you spray, like play with them and spray water with them. Um, okay. Let's get back to the book. So I, in general, um, liked that this book threw on its head a little bit the historical traditional like the guy ends up having to sort of save the woman from a circumstance and the woman is saves the guy from essentially like not having emotions or not having any like closeness in his life yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean so she emotionally saves him but he like legitimately saves her life or her person or her property or whatever and I really liked in this book that she she needs this house to pay off a debt but then comes up with another plan in case that doesn't work and like runs this gambling game for all the rich people in the country, makes a ton of money to pay off the debt and then goes and like has her own house and business and stuff. And so the end of the book, skipping ahead a little, isn't like him swooping in and saving her from this money lender isn't him swooping in and being like, Oh, you can't live without me. Come back to the country or whatever. And like be completely different person. The ending is them sort of deciding to be together and then coming up with a compromise of like how they're going to make their life work together while still both maintaining like not like ooh, I'm gonna give you a baby and then yeah. you'll be happy because you have a baby sort of thing. <laughs> I just I like that this book for me was emotionally intelligent, right? Yeah, um, so this sure. book was was so refreshing for me to read because you know I've been a little like like what what are people doing in these, some of these other books? I'm like, what are we doing? Like we're we're adults here. Why are we acting this way? And this book I think was a great example of um, some miscommunications that felt valid right um like and also like people stating what they wanted um very openly Mm -hmm. and clear and clearly um some cases not but like for the most part um and i just felt like it made sense right so like they both get to the house he's like hey this is my house now she's like no this is my house and he's like okay cool let's like take a month see if you can find your evidence i'll find my evidence or have my evidence and if you can prove me wrong then it's your house so super super sensible super valid not so like crazy bullshittery they so they felt like yes. teammates even though they were at odds they felt like teammates even though yeah, they were, they were fake dating that's why yeah. it's my favorite yeah. trope because they were a team deceiving everyone around them even though they were at odds about who thought they should get the house <laughs> they should. still got which is so fun it's so yeah. much better I love and, fake al- dating. and also i like when she's like hey look you're here 
I'm here. I'm here. Let's, and we're already fake dating. Why don't we just make this an arrangement? Let's, Why don't let's we make, just make out? It was let's him. get hands, hands on body parts. Let's get mouse on body parts. Listen. I don't want your penis inside me. I don't want a baby. However, we got a lot of ground to cover for the, a lot which, of ground to cover. Which I loved, right? She's like, I don't want any sort of consequences from this action. So they yep. didn't have sex, yep. but they still got yep. down. And that, yes. I was like, I love that, you know? And I think that not enough authors utilize mm-hmm. non, like, intercourse sexual play uh, leading, like, to help you get that um, that anticipation, right? So I got, yeah. the sec- I got a sexual fix, but without getting the final whatever, you know, the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so I still got to anticipate them working their way there. And I'm like, yeah. beautiful. Thank Especially- you. Especially in historicals, I I also liked that she had like made out with people already. Like she hadn't had sex yet, but she had already like had some hands on her boobs. She'd already made out with people. She had a few people who proposed marriage to her. Um, She wasn't super old, but like she was like a spinster aged lady or whatever, um, or a wallflower or anything like that. But she was, you know, she was not uh, naive in yeah. the way that a lot of historical romance heroines are yeah about I, sex i mean yeah i, I like that a lot like in general that she, i like that she had put her pleasure forward yes. right you yes. know like in the past she wasn't she wasn't ashamed of it when she talked to him about it like look mm-hmm. man i do what i do you do what you do let's bring what those things together and then we do what we do so like yes. <laughs> i yeah. just i enjoy that this book yeah. felt like a a lovely refreshing read where the cat where i respected the characters i was with them even when um i i really enjoyed how uh in the um uh in like towards the end of the book right when their arrangement Mm -hmm. is kind of coming to an end she's like okay well like i haven't found my evidence probably not gonna find it in the next few days like i have this business in london and so i'm gonna go back to my business this has been a great fling and i was totally okay totally okay with her leaving then because it made so much sense to her character mm-hmm. they had a bargain the bargain was yeah. like fulfilled and so yeah. she was going to go back to her life and he could go back to his yeah. life and it was uh, there was this I, I liked how they utilized the um the was it the greek lore is it greek or was it Roman yeah, yeah yeah where i think um greek. to oh. like symbolize what was going on in their relationship and i like when she With doesn't have the, and hades yeah, yeah when she doesn't have the courage to tell him that she kind of wants to stay so she's trying to use use the stories that he tells back on him to try to get him to understand that she's feeling maybe she, like more feel of a connection a yeah you yeah. know and i could feel that it was valid because like i could see that she didn't want to make herself vulnerable in that way she's a little bit hyper independent sure. so it made sense yeah. um and i love that like he's on the other end going like is is she trying to tell me something is that like yes. you know it felt like, a he's like i wanted point. her to stay but i liked that i feel like uh, a different author would have had one or both of them probably one of them at that point say like oh i want you to stay mm-hmm. stay with me come with, or she would have said, stay with me, or she would have said, come with me. And I loved that she didn't because in his inner monologue, he's like, I desperately want her to stay, but I know she doesn't belong here. And I loved that because it means that he not, he loves her for who she actually is, not like who he wants or hopes that she will be. And I totally agree with you about the, like, I thought it was very cute that he was like talking about 
Persephone and Hades and she's like hint hint they didn't live together all year <laughs> um I also really really like catnipy for me is also I didn't know that catnip was a plant that actually attracted cats <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> and so I they were like oh one way to keep away bugs is to plant catnip but then you'll have feral like roaming cats in your yard and I was like fuck no I've never did I hate cats especially in LA you know we always had those rogue cats in our backyard pooping in our backyard I hated it. Yes. anywho back to the story I loved that I love the moment in books where she's like oh my god I'm so silly like I could live there half the year he could live here half the year maybe he'll want to do that and then as she's got her suitcase she's leaving the door she hears a knock and it's him arriving I absolutely love that shit that they both like come to the realization together and um you know that she like is like let me tell you my plan first before you get na- actually no undress and I will tell you at the same time yeah and then he's like that's what I was gonna suggest like I I absolutely love that I think that's like the most fun trope yeah I I totally agree I like that in the end what the, the plan they came up with was a compromise that could work for both of them and not just yeah. somebody giving up on what they had wanted for themselves yes um yes. the best the best way for me a book can end like every book can end that way for me yeah. and I will be happy um, yeah. because I, yeah, I, I would have been so upset if it had been like, you know what? I'll live in the country. I could see myself having, I'm like, no, she's like, she's got this club. She's living on, yes. kind of on the edge of what a woman should be doing yes. at that time, you know? And like her sister, you know, is like, oh, I'm going to have a baby. You're going to actually have to pick up more time at this club than before, you yeah. know? Um, and she knows that like at this point, it's her time to pick up the ball because her sister picked up the ball for her, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And so I like that she didn't wasn't like she was leaving her sister high and dry you know uh about it all and so many people in those days did like the six months or the summer in the country and the you sure. know, winter in the yeah. city and the you know that sort of thing so it's not abnormal for that kind of compromise to be made. also there's yeah. like on a side note there's this one line in the book it was in the sec in one of the later sex scenes which let me say mm-hmm. so there was no sex in this book until the end like the book was damn near over. I think there were 10 minutes left in my audio book when they actually no penetrative sex, no penetrative sex to be clear, to be clear. It was open door and there was a lot of interludes and a lot of no penetrative sex until the the very end of the book. And I, Mm -hmm. I liked it because there was a moment where she basically tells him like, yo, I'm, I'm ready to to bang you like for real, for real. And he, he says, he just says, yes, I will fuck you. And I was like, yes, you will. God damn, yes. yes. <laughs> she said it. She wants it. Give it to her, please. please Don't make her ask it. again, sir. Yes. I, I like, liked, okay, so I, you know, I'm like super not into when people get mad about stupid stuff or like miscommunication. First of all, there's no miscommunication trope in this book at all, no. which I loved. And there's no third act breakup. because because like shawnee said their fake dating had like a natural conclusion so there was no real like angsty breakup or anything like that which i also was a big fan of in this book sometimes i like angst but i really was happy they didn't add it in this book and then i also loved so she has this debt you know to the money lender and uh when she ends up getting all her money from doing this gambling thing um and goes back to pay this money lender 
this is what, what happens. Uh, the moneylender also told her that Gabriel had written a note promising to give him the house if Octavia couldn't pay her debt. She'd been furious for all of five minutes until she realized that it was just something that Gabriel would do. She had grown enough when in green set not to get outraged over somebody doing what they knew was best for her. And I was like, thank you. How refresh, how refreshing to not get outrageously mad that someone uh, wanted to help you and wanted to protect you from a money lender who was willing to break all your limbs. Like, yeah, that feels, I felt, I was like, Oh, I love her. There's another aspect of that, which is that he could have settled that debt right away when he found out what was happening or whatever. Right. But he, but he didn't, right. He allowed her, no, he helped her. Yeah. Like yep. he helped her to make the money to do what she wanted so that she would be empowered to pay her own debt right? Versus mm-hmm. just trying to swoop in and take over. And I think mm-hmm. that that is uh, generally like a lesson that I've been learning like in the last two years, especially with like my current partner, um, because like men in general are fixers, right? Like we, we, I, we've been known that now, right? They want, if you have a problem, they want to just come in and fix it. And that shit cannot be helpful. Can a lot of times be very unhelpful, <laughs> Yeah. I, didn't know why. I, I know how to fix my own goddamn problems what yeah. i wanted to do was bitch you for 10 minutes and have you take my side and say oh poor baby and i love you so much and you're the most wonderful woman in the entire world buy me some ice cream and then i'll fix my own goddamn problems i just wanted a shoulder to cry on yeah. i just wanted to cry for five minutes like yeah. <laughs> and so like like even with my partner now i've learned to preface everything with uh this is just data yes. or this is just musing or I just need, I just need a uh, nonverbal support. And that's yeah. actually cha- made that's a big change in our relationship because he has a problem with social cues. And I understand what that feels like as somebody who also has problems with social cues. So I was like, let me just tell you what I'm, I need to achieve from you as I'm venting right now. <laughs> I know, I am, that's so smart. First of all, sign of a healthy relationship, communication. I also do that. I'll come down and I'll say, these are the exact words I want to hear from you right now. Dang, my wife is so cute. Look how adorable you are. I said, in that exact tone. I said, give me, I said, I'll be here. If you want to add, if you want to add on some nice things, feel free. But that is the exact thing I'll hear from you right now. I don't fuck around and say some other stupid shit. Oh, is that a new dress? I don't want to hear that. I want you to say, oh, my wife is so cute. You, <laughs> Maybe slap my ass and give me a kiss. That's all yeah. I want. And then go about your day. Go that, about your goddamn day. That's it. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't say like, is my outfit cute? And he'd be like, sure. And I'm like, that is that's not the response. No, no, thank you. Let's do a redo. Listen, we're going to rewind. We're going to rewind. And I'm going to give you some. Let's I'm reset. Gonna give you some, you can, I'm going to give you some options and you can pick one. Surprise yes. me with which one yes. you pick. Here, here are three acceptable yes. options. Exactly. Absolutely. I'll like paint a wall and I'll be like, what are your thoughts about the wall? Your thoughts can be, oh, I love this color. So Thanks for doing this. This looks so great. You worked really hard on this. Those are the options. <laughs> <laughs> like, do you want me to lie to you? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. I do want you to yes. lie to me. I don't care. I said, you said you don't care about the paint colors and therefore you don't get to care later. You get to say, great job. This looks awesome. That's what you get to say. <laughs> Bro, what, you just, what you just said, what you just said is so highly triggering, I feel like, for the life of everyone, which is like, um, I don't care what you painted. And then, is that the color you chose? Is that? Is that? And you're like, no, I don't, okay, I don't you care don't, where we're eating. Oh, we're eating Chinese? Chinese? No, hard pass. 
Yeah, I, I will fuck you up. I will fuck up your grandparents, your ancestors, everybody else. You yes. see this color on this wall? You love this color on this wall now. Yes, you, said you, you love it. Care. You fucking <laughs> love it because you don't care, which means you love it. That's what yeah. it means. You like this cherry blossom pink? It's beautiful, right? <laughs> it's beautiful. You tell me it's beautiful right now. <laughs> I also think it's funny when he's like, you just want me to lie to you? And I'm like, yeah, that is exactly what I want from you yes. right now. Right. And Listen. I want you to be convincing. Yeah. <laughs> My test. ego needs to be stroked currently. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you shall stroke this yep. ego. Thank you. Whole, That's your whole job. Chest. Your whole chest, but your whole chest. With your whole it. chest. I'm going to tell him that next time. With your whole, Shani with your said, whole do chest. it with your whole chest. Whole chest. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So good. Oh, oh, man. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I just love that you said that because that shit just... It, that, it cracks me up every fucking time. Yes, lie to me. And yes, yes. Here are the acceptable in this times. Instance, not forever, no, no. but in this instance, yes, please. Yes, there, please. I said there's always like some acceptable times that you can lie. Yeah. Anybody can lie to me, and I will accept. Don't tell me what time you really want me to be like be there. Tell me earlier. <laughs> if you love me, you will lie to me and tell me I need to be there earlier so that I can be there on time for you. That's an, yes, acceptable, that. mm-hmm. that's an acceptable yep. lie. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. My, my outfit, if I've already got it on and I say, do I look good? The only answer at this point is yes. You're like, damn, you're like hot. You're like great. Okay. Yeah, I'm already in my outfit. I'm already in the outfit. Now, if I'm choosing between Especially couple, if I come out and say, oh my God, I love this. What do you think? If I love think? it, you love it. You just mimic what I just said out loud <laughs> you to myself. Mimic what I like, ooh, hot damn, I look like a hot spicy burrito. What do you think, boo? You look like a hot spicy burrito. Boom. That's the end. You just mimic uh, what I have already given you. Yes. It's the, the, yes. the cheese is under the sauce, or, baby. The cheese is yes. under the sauce. <laughs> yes. Or if you say hot spicy burrito, then you can say, you know what I like? Hot spicy burritos. Bam. That's an acceptable oh. answer. Cause now you like boom. Not, spin <laughs> on it. Look at you being creative. <laughs> Within the confines of the script. Okay. Yes. Yes. Stick to the goddamn screw up. So if you don't have nice things to say, I will give them to I'll you to, to you. say to me. And that is on adult adult relationships. But I also feel like that was very much this character. I feel like yeah. she was very forthright with him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know what I want you to do? I want you to kiss my pussy. And I was like, good for you, girl. You tell yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Tell him what you want. Get mm-hmm. your lips on there, Gabriel. Get get working. Get, get to working. working. Get working. Um, and I like that she like she kisses him first she asks him to like meet her in her bedroom later first like she's very much like ogling him all the time and i love that he's kind of like he like does all this work in the fields and stuff so he's like got got those you know actual worker do things with my hands muscles And um, but he's also like a scholar and intellectual and yep. kind of like kind of like a soft like a softer hero. He's definitely not like an alpha asshole. You know, he's definitely a softer yeah. um, character. And I like that uh, he's always like very pleased by these discoveries about her. Like she's like getting handsy, and he's like, "Oh, how nice! <laughs> oh, exciting! You want me to do take your clothes off? I think I will." There's something so delightfully sensible about this book, even when they both discovered that they loved each other, right? It was like, huh, I love this person. You know, like they both had this, like, whatever. And I love that. I just, I, it was so beautifully done creating the conflict between them 
and having them yes. be each other's teammate the entire time. Like it was yeah. so it was great. So and the cast nice. of characters was really good. Mm-hmm. Me and Shawnee love a good cast of characters. I thought the housekeeper, the guy who like runs the shed, the, the cook who can't cook, the housekeeper who likes to cook and then they <laughs> kind of swap places. I, I thought it all worked and like them becoming a family and and her thinking about wanting to live there, not only because she discovers she loves him, but also because they formed a family there and, yeah. and she wants to be there with that family. Um, I thought it all worked. Guys, I think we're going to take a quick break. Wait, before we do our, our readings, I have to say one last thing. Um, the, about this the, book? About this book. And it has nothing, it, it's like, oh. it has more to do with a dynamic because you know, every book that I read, I can associate to real life and real scenarios. So, Okay. One thing I enjoyed about this book is that yes. there's there's an image you have of our um, our main character when she uh, when she's with him, right? You get you form this opinion, um, and she has the ability to be whoever she wants to be in the scenario where she doesn't and has never met these people before. But the dynamic that happens when her sister enters the equation, when her sister and her husband come in, you see what happens in real life, uh, and. I'm sure people out there experience this, which is your family has one view of you and they have a box that you're in. And so almost like it's really hard sometimes when you're making your own life to go back around family and you feel like yourself reverting to the person that you were before or that people are trying to put you back into that box. Um, and yes, you, absolutely. You, you see that kind of dynamic happen when she comes and she's interacting with her sister and she's just like, what the hell are you doing, girl? Like, what's the, you know? Um, and you, you kind of see a vulnerability happen there where she now ha- has to like kind of defend her actions to her sister yes. and whatever. And she doesn't, she's not, doesn't have the bravado that she has when her sister's not there. And I thought that was a beautiful little piece of nuance in the story that is yeah. actually real life and what really happens. Um, so I just wanted to point that out. Megan, I thought that was a great yeah. touch. And now we can do our readings. <laughs> and I think, uh, well, I'll say one more thing about that, which is oh, I please. agree. And I think that, I think that the, him supporting her not by busting in and telling his her sister you don't know her she's she does all this stuff but by quiet kind of quietly like giving her strength and saying like oh it was actually her plan like just giving her credit and her sister's like what you made a plan and she's like looks you know kind of looks at him and he's like yeah go tell her about your plan like i liked that quiet sort of steadfast support versus him like coming in and taking over because it can be a really tricky thing also when you're the person and you go with your partner to their family and they see your partner as something that they're not and like you know, wanting to like bust in and be like, fuck all you guys. You don't know shit about this person. This person is great. <laughs> Your pieces of shit. Why are you treating them so bad? He's so nice. <laughs> um, but like more like, but being that supportive, like reminder to them, like, Hey, you are like, I know who you are. I see who you are. Like you can stand up to this person and explain it. And, you know, I, I agree. I thought it was great. That was cool. And now we go to the commercial. Dear Romance Besties, if you want to support the show, head over to patreon.com forward slash romance at a glance to check out our awesome perks, including stickers, watching movies with us, naughty book boxes, and you can even be on the show. 
Can't be a patron? You can still support the show by purchasing books or things we recommend through our affiliate links on our show notes and our dope-ass website. Thanks for the commish. Or you can leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Screenshot your review, send it to us on Instagram, and we'll send you some stickers. All right, Johnny. So let's talk about Octavia. Uh, what do you got on Octavia? What's your rating? I'm giving Octavia five. I mean, I was just very happy about this book. This book was solid for me. Octavia was solid for me. I felt like she was human enough to like uh, uh, not annoy me. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I felt like she was sensible enough not to annoy me, but human enough to feel vulnerable with her. Um, and to kind of understand her in the journey. Um, I, I felt like she did things that were reasonable, that made sense to my brain. She got herself into a little mm-hmm. bit of a predicament, but that predicament, you couldn't have, you couldn't have, uh, she couldn't have foreseen that her plan wasn't going to go down the way she wanted it to. And she was going to be in all this debt yep. and, you know, and she was trying the best she could. So even that, even how she got herself into it seemed reasonable. It didn't, it didn't make mm-hmm. me question her intelligence as a individual um so yeah. I, I liked her i like that she asked for what she wanted i like that she was like a very proactive in her own life and things weren't just happening to yes. her um and anything that did happen she was actively trying to get it out of that scenario um yes. there wasn't a whole bunch of her sitting down wondering how and why and i i like that i agree with all those things i was between like like if we did half stars i would have done four and a half but we don't it is a very tough call it's a very tough call because for other reasons i also liked her i did give her a four i i i don't know what it is that would have made it a five because like she didn't make bad decisions she didn't you know what i mean it was just like i don't know why just a four but i did a very strong four a very strong would have been a four and a half but we don't do that and therefore a four I, I can feel your four because I, when I was thinking between a four and a five, um, I was with mm-hmm. you in that like kind of four and a half range. Like there is, there's something more, I feel like we could have gotten, but also yes. she was, she was solid. Right. So, solid. so, so I can't so find, I can't find anything wrong to take stars off, but I do right. feel like she could have pushed a little further. Right. So that yes. I feel like that's kind of the feeling. Um, yeah. So, so what yeah. did you think of Gabriel? I loved Gabriel. I really enjoyed this mature man. It's an emotionally intelligent man. And I gave him a five stars because I don't normally give five stars. I maybe I've just been you so un- underwhelmed lately that I'm just like, you know what? Hot damn for emotionally intelligent characters. Like hot damn. Hot damn. And when she when she's like, yo, you know, give it to me, he was like, Yes, ma'am. Yes, yes ma'am. ma'am. Seems like an appropriate time to give you um what you like. Um and uh, you know, I also like that he spanked her a little. She's like, Did I do any did I do something wrong? And he's like, No, you just seem like you you need a little little punishment. She's like, Yeah, I liked it. And I was like, yeah. I know. I know. I know. I feel like I agree again with everything you said. And I also gave him a four, but again, it would have been a four and a half. And I feel like maybe it was just the, I don't know. Maybe it was that this book didn't feel like, like my five characters just personally are usually very exciting or very like, they're more of the, 
uh, the bantery or the, the, they're just like more energy, I guess, as their characters or their dynamic, just cause that's like my, what I like. Yeah. So I think that's probably part of it. Um, so I gave him a four also, but yeah. I, again, I also love him. You know, I love that he banged her. I loved that he respected who she was, that he helped her, that they worked together, that they were having fun, like little sexy interludes. Um, I thought it all worked. I mean, the book for me is like a four borderline five because I think it worked. Um, I, uh, but, I agree because yeah. you know what it is? This book is like an old shoe, right? The type of yeah. love, type of love, right? And that, I mean yeah. that in the best way, which is in like, it's, it's not a slam you against the shower. And it's not a flashy, right. not a flashy, yes. it, it is a, uh, it is very a, competent. It's a competent, it's about the little things it's yeah it's the steadfast things like for me yeah. these characters would stay together after this book oh, they have for sure. they have the ability to talk through whatever and you know what yes. like talking through your shit in a relationship is not it's not sexy it's not easy and it's not no. you know whatever and like the the relationship i have now with my partner we the one thing i love one thing i love is that we talk through everything if either one of us has an issue we're feeling it like the other day I had this talk with him about, because we've been so busy working. Like I was just like, I'm feeling disconnected. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm like, I'm feeling disconnected. I'd like some time to reconnect and feel connected. He was like, cool. Mm-hmm. So we made this plan that we're going to get, we're going to meet upstairs at eight o'clock. Right. So, cause do our showers, get ready f- for bed. And then we got, and then it's cuddle time. It's cuddle time. Does our phones go away? We're not picking up our phones. We're not on Instagram. We're not nothing else. It's cuddle time. We've done it for like two nights now or so. This this will be night like three. Um, but even this, those two nights help me to feel more connected and get reconnected and, yeah. and just have that like uninterrupted time. And I let I love that I I don't have to feel anxiety for asking for things that I want or need, you know, and that I can mm-hmm. always talk it out. And these this couple to me feels like that. They feel like a mature love. And like an old shoe, yeah. and it's just nice. It's just like oh, it's nice. nice, but but it's not the the bam that we're used to from no. our mafia bosses and our like fucking <laughs> you know, aliens, aliens and orcs in space and alpha male dominant. It just doesn't have that yeah. whatever. But okay. like my my, I don't know. My definition as I've gotten is as I'm maturing is sometimes yeah. like I love that steady man that for sure. That, even tempered, even killed dude. Like there's oh. something so hot about that for me now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was definitely a McDreamy and they definitely had classy sex and it was respectful about pregnancy possibilities and her desire to not have children right then. Hell and yeah. I was happy about that. I'm so happy. Sometimes in sometimes in historicals and or other books, but definitely historicals because there's no birth control or or less options for birth control. Yeah, they be throwing caution to the wind, and I'm like, y'all aren't even married yet. You guys have better be careful. (laughs) You know, I I, I'm probably other things you could be doing besides coming inside of her womb, bro. (laughs) Which which I kind of wish that like we talked to our kids about that right when our teenagers. Everything's like abstinence, 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 or wear a condom, wear a condom, wear a condom. And sometimes I wish that it was encouraged to just play, right? Explore. To explore yeah. your body. Like use I, your hands, I, use your tongues, use your boobs, yeah. use your I, I first off, I tell my like nieces when I talk to them to to explore their body themselves first. I was like, 
I'm yeah. like, masturbating is so normal. Touch you, touch your own titties. Touch your, I remember my niece being like, touch my own titties. I'm like, girl, I know you're already touching your own titties. Stop playing me. You're not, I'm not shocked over here. You know, you're not going to shock me, whatever. You know, and I'm like, yes, touch your own titties, touch your own, your own clitoris, touch your own, explore your body. You should know it before you give, before you give it to somebody else, because you need yeah. to know what you're giving to somebody else. Like, you know, and you need and to also be, you need to know how to direct them into the proper into areas the proper. and say, "Ooh, for me though, what I want is you to squeeze my nipples real hard and tell me I'm dirty." And tell okay, I'm dirty. cool. Squeeze, you're dirty. Bam, Bam. button pushed. You know, like but so. <laughs> that's not me, by the way. My nipples do nothing. In case you were wondering, dear listeners, that, don't that care battles, at all. That baffled my mind because my nipples are like everything. Like my boobs are like everything to the to no. like the turn on phase. Mine are just love. That's why I'm like, let's cut these mofos off. Let's shrink these motherfuckers. They're not doing nothing for me. I fed my kids. Actually, that's not true. They fed two children and kept them alive. <sighs> and uh, that's it. I don't need them anymore. Shrink them. <laughs> shrink them. Uh, I, I, I want a B cup. I'm excited to see what you look like in a with a B cup. Maxi. I don't know if they would go down to a B cup, honestly, but I would do a C cup if I had to, but. Bruh, I, I love big boobs. When I'm going to be wearing sundresses and looking so cute and not sultry, and I'm excited about it. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Like, I took that for granted until I had big boob friends, right? The fact that, like, one, I was part of the itty bitty titty committee hard, hard until I was in way into college. It wasn't until I got mm-hmm. on birth control that I got to a B cup, and now I've been a solid B ever since or whatever but like i don't wear a bra all the time when i was in costa rica with all of my family not wearing a bra trust and believe everybody commented on it my aunt looked at me with the dirtiest face she's like tell me i you gonna put like a bra on i was like no i don't really wear bras to you she's like she just has this like stank face she's like oh okay i see oh. like and i'm just like bruh i ain't got no titties what what am i holding what's <laughs> So you should you know have been like, gonna... it's only a mouthful. I don't need a bra for that. And I just think it's funny. Mine is because... literally two hands full. It's too much. It's too you, much. I mean, yeah, you got, you got, you got a whole bunch. Also, also, I really don't like the fact that like anytime I wear any sort of shirt that is below my collarbones, I immediately look like I'm a pinup model and not in the fun way in the like, <laughs> why am I going to pick my kid up from the park? You know what I mean? Like it just makes everything look a scandalous. And also I hate the, the socialization, right? Because there's a lot of young girls who get boobs. My best friend in, in, in middle school got ginormous titties at like, I don't know, we were 10, 11. I don't know what it, how old we were, but we were young and stuff. It instantly, because we associate titties with sex and whatever, it immediately yeah. made her look like she was in her 20s. Like every, like, it yeah, put, it put I used to get cat called like in eighth grade, ninth grade, and up for like people working on roofs and shit because they couldn't tell how old I was. They see my titties because I they're on a roof, so they see the top of my head and my yeah. ginormous boobs, and they were like, it's terrible. I do, I 10 out of 10 do not recommend. <laughs> do not recommend. You know, the funny thing too, like, as an adult, if somebody <laughs> has really stopped giving a fuck, I, I, uh, whenever I see someone, so most of the time people stare at my ass, right? I ain't got no titties, but, but, so I always know when someone's going to look at it, like they'll walk by me and I can tell when that they're going to take the look back. And so I always turn really fast, like when they do that and I go, gotcha. <laughs> 
was like, and I'll, and I'll say really loud, you was looking at my ass. I'll just say it so loud. Because, and I find this to be so fucking hilarious. Like, I just, so funny. it's the best. Or I'll, or if I see someone look at my friend's ass or boobs, I'll be like, I saw you looking at my friend's titty. I mean, I have no chill about it. And like, dear listeners, if you do this, it's fucking hilarious. So enjoy. I pass that on to you. If you feel comfortable doing it, do it because it gives the best reactions like like ever um and you got to find the fun in your day (laughs) oh absolutely um well shawnee this book was very fun and i'm giving it a very resounding four stars solidly four stars um i see a little kid there so i'm totally also gonna give it four stars so (laughs) so we can wrap this up who's that molly no, it's Kira. It's Kira. <laughs> Kira, did you just fart in here during my podcast? <laughs> She's hot in my, my recording studio. Right, dear listeners, <laughs> on that note, may your voice be your lover. In your hand, your best friend. Thanks for hanging in with us, romance readers. Head over to Instagram to continue chatting with us. We're super friendly. We want to cackle with you. We want to know what your favorite sex scene was. And we need more book recommendations. If you want to read along with us, go to our website, romanceataglance.com, to see what we're reading next. And we'll see you next podcast.